Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them. And easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Were you a pitcher? I pitched uh, all the way up until I was a freshman in high school. My sophomore year, I... I, I got away from pitching. I just played center field, and that was my last year. So was that a two-seam? That was a four-seam. It wasn't a knuckle? <laughs> a four-seam. No, that was the easiest one. I that's the, that's the best one I had when I was pitching, so I knew I, I, I used the same grip. Did you practice at all yesterday? Yeah, I got like three throws in, in the back. On, on yeah. the mound? Or? Nah, it was it was like the same distance as the mound, but it wasn't on the mound. But When you heard about that, I mean, obviously – Husky Nation is, you know, they're thrilled you're here. You're kind of getting to know them, and then you got, you know, you go out to a professional venue and you get cheers like that. What I mean, what's it mean to you to just even be asked to do that? Yeah, it means a lot. You know, that was I'm not gonna lie, that's something I dreamed of. Like always, like that's definitely one of the things on my bucket list. Like that I always wanted to do. I saw a lot of people do, and I was like, this is what I want to do one day. So whenever they call me about it, like I call my mom, my dad, like right away, like. Hey, I got a, I got a blessing. Like it was definitely a blessing. You know, I was glad to be there and um, just feeling the love and the support from the fans. You know, it was great. <laughs> you come to town and the Mariners make the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. Is that uh, is that what you're telling us? <laughs> no, I always say it's all, it's me. But hey, I'm glad I'm here. Let's just say that. I had a quarterback tell me one time a while back that if you're throwing a baseball and throwing a football, one can really screw up the other. Yeah, it, it could. Um, I, I looked at the video, and it, I kind of used my football mechanics almost. I just picked my leg up. But uh, as long as it got a strike, I was good. So what what'd you kind of learn being on the road for the first time with this team down in uh, Pasadena? Um, did this team have fight? You know, um, no matter – we're going to have adversity always. You know, it, it's always there. And um, it just showed that we, we know how to handle it. We know how to bounce back and, you know, um, not, not just – not just like dwell on what happened before, you know, just having that one and all mindset and just the team just showed a continuous fight all the way through the end. It just seems like the chunk plays at times really get you guys going and the one that kind of I saw that just changed the whole mindset, it seemed like the team was the one that you made to wane, you know, that long game. Yeah. But that chunk play just really seemed to elevate the confidence. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was definitely at that time we were we were down a couple scores. So, you know, we knew we had to get back in the game and um it just popped open, and it's definitely a big play for that drive. You know, um, it definitely gave us a lot of uh, confidence, and you know, it definitely brought brought the tempo up. And we, we just knew that we just stayed believing that we can go out there and do anything. You know, we always believed we were going to win all the way to the end. You know, we didn't we weren't really focused on the scoreboard, and you know, we were, it was just making a play. Man, Wayne caught the ball down the sideline, had a big play, and you know, that that was the start of of the comeback. But you know, 
it, it, it wasn't enough. But it seemed like team. their pressure, it's the most pressure you've faced so far, and so you had to adjust little things. But then in the second half, you were able to, so tell me just working through that and how they it felt like they were in the back a lot. Yeah, um, it, we did make a couple adjustments, you know. Um, they were in the back, just small, like, technique details and maybe a misprotection by myself as well, you know, so... It's just, we just got to clean up the small things, you know, make sure that we don't take anything for granted, you know, especially we come out here and practice, you know, pushing the guys, make sure they're going 110% and don't expect nothing less, you know. Um, but that was definitely something that, you know, we knew going into the game, you know, they, they were a good team up front and we knew we were going to have a challenge. And I feel like the O-line, they definitely held their own. They definitely um, fought, they fought back all throughout the game. And, you know, it, it seemed like after halftime, you know, it, it looked real good and, we look real smooth as offense, like how we usually look, and you know that's how we want to be um, all throughout the game. When you guys are down by three scores, you know I think it's easy to get hyped up and want to hurry and speed things up, but it just seemed like you guys stayed within yourself, stayed in the in the offense. You were checking into runs, but how hard is it to maintain that calm when you're down by three scores and just stick with the plan? Um, if you're just trusting the process, you know, embracing the moment, you know, just focusing on uh, all things you can control, you know, it, it doesn't make it hard at all. You know, I feel like this team has a very mature mindset. You know, um, everybody knows what it takes to win, you know, so that, that's definitely a big thing. And, you know, that's just all it was, you know, just making sure we just go out there and execute and not really worried about all the other things that was going on around us, you know, like the scoreboard and stuff, you know, and that's, that's just how we looked at it. You know, we just wanted to make sure we just go out there and execute and have fun, you know, um, you know, a lot of people don't get this opportunity that I wish they could have, and, you know, we're blessed for this opportunity. So uh, we just know we got to take advantage of it um, every snap um, we get. And, you know, that's that's what the guys did. You know, they made sure that they, they kept a clear mind, you know, just continue to move forward and push forward. How, how different is it, you know, being on the road and not here and, and facing back-to-back road games and going down to the to the heat of Tempe this weekend? Yeah, um, it, it's, it's obviously different, you know, for the offside side of the ball, you know, um, you know, the, the crowd will be cheering whenever, screaming whenever we're on the field. So, you know, that's that's really the only difference. But, you know, everything else, it, it's still football. It's still a football game. We're still in between the lines. So uh, as long as we just control what we can control and, and, you know, just have great communication. You know, we always talk about having elite communication in the offensive side of the ball. You know, as long as we do that, you know, we, we'll be able to go out there and do anything. What do you expect to see from Arizona State? You know, they changed their coach last week and uh, – what differences have you seen them on just one game with a new coach? Yeah, um, they're definitely a physical team, you know, a team that, that, that has a high motor, and they're going to continue to play all throughout the game. And, um, you know, we, we just got to go out there and execute. You know, it, they're, they're a good football team. We got to respect that. But at the same time, we know we know the caliber team we are. We just got to go out there and just show that on the field and just do the little things right. And, you know, once we do that, you know, we'll, we'll be good. Is there anything you saw from UCLA, and secondary specifically, that uh, you can take for Arizona State? What do you mean? Any, any looks that their secondary, secondary gave that kind of aligns with Arizona State? No. They're, they're, they're two totally different, unless Arizona State come out with something different. But um, UCLA, no, nah, they did a lot of open coverage, too high stuff. Arizona State it doesn't really live in that ballpark too much, but you never know. <laughs> they, they could change. They've probably seen the game, and... You never know. We just got to be ready for whatever. We know that we'll be ready no matter what. You know, we're, we come out here practice. We work in with our defense as well sometimes. Our defense runs too high sometimes. So, like, it doesn't matter uh, what they show us. You know, we just got to go out there and execute, and I, we'll be ready. Did you feel like uh, Seattle further embraced you last night? Here they got you in the middle of a pennant race out there throwing out the first ball. Yeah, it was great. You know, it was a great feeling um, being out there, you know, just seeing the fan support and uh, – 
it was a wonderful experience, you know, a true blessing, something that I always dreamed of doing, and I'm glad I was able to uh, do that. Did you ever play baseball? Yeah, all my life, until what my position? sophomore year in high school. I was pitcher in center field. From your vantage point, from what you saw at the UCLA game, you know, Jackson Kirkland in at guard, what did you see? Did it make a difference? Yeah, um, Jackson, he did a great job, you know. Um, he, he's definitely a, a guy that's um, very mature, and he's not selfish at all, you know. Uh, coach asked, asked him to move to that spot, and with no hesitation, he was like, I'll do it, coach. I'll do whatever for this team. So, you know, just seeing him, just knowing him as a person, just getting to know him even more each and every day, you know, it just shows his true character. And uh, he, he's a dog, you know. He's a guy that, that really wants to be great, and he did a great job at guard. You know, he, he showed a lot of great things. And obviously in the past, he, he's been phenomenal at tackle as well. So we, we feel really good that we can move him around, and um, I feel like he's definitely doing a great job. What did the Bruins do to you? The, the coach said they got in your face, so that led to the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty because guys were protecting each other. With I, I saw Fatano involved. I saw Roger involved. But it, it started with you, like they were mistreating you somehow or abusing you, the Bruins. Yeah, uh, it, it was nothing. Just football stuff. Trash talking on the field. Yeah, it was just football stuff. You didn't have the chance to do a quarterback sneak against UCLA, but if Jackson's lined up at left guard, are you kind of looking over to your left a little bit more? We're just gonna execute the play. You know, uh, it don't matter who's up there. I trust all my old linemen, so they're all gonna get the push. Mike, I'm curious. You can. You're obviously a guy who can, who can make every throw and can fit it in tight windows, and have done that all season. I'm wondering where the line is where when you can make every throw and fit it in and throw guys open, what's the thought process between, oh, I can fit it in there or maybe forcing a throw? How do you kind of make a decision between the confidence you have in yourself and, oh, that's probably a little too risky? Yeah, as a quarterback, you just want to be smart with the ball, you know, try to protect the ball the best you can. So um, I want to say it's not really like a fine line between it. It's just a feel, you know, it's just – Play, having the reps and uh, just feeling the guys out there, seeing the defensive uh, backs uh, technique and stuff like that, 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 that helps me. It's just a feel, yeah. a feel thing. I, I know I can make any throw on the field, so if I feel like I can make it, I'm going to throw it. Grub mentioned that obviously you threw the two picks in the first half and then in, in the second and third quarter, there was a pretty similar route that you drilled down the left side for a first down, throwing over a DB. Was there a thought in the back of your head about can I make this, or is it just still just an instinct that oh, that's that's my read? It's just a feel thing. Um, yeah. That's all. I, I, I don't I don't I don't back down from anything. So it don't matter what they gave me, what what happened any time before. You know that was a that was a play that was already in the past. You know I'm, I have a one and zero mindset. You know just staying level headed, just playing a play out. I really don't worry about uh, anything that already happened. I just go out there and just play the play and just live in the moment. Mm. On that first interception, it looked like you had your guy with the safety with his back towards you, but then it looked like the safety turned around and just made a really good play. Is that what happened? Yeah, that was the second one, but yeah, the second one, yeah. that was a linebacker. Jalen McMillan. We were still trying to see him out and just see how he is as a person, and you know, eventually we came to the conclusion that he was a great dude and a great coach, so yeah. And just how is that, obviously, been through a lot more in that time since but how has that relationship grown it um just because of the private conversations we've been we've been even tighter than we are so like he just coaches me but not only coaches me he he gets to know me on a personal level so just him doing that just brought our relationship closer I guess what you learned from uh, Friday nights down in LA and being on the road for the first time as, as this team was on the road for the first time um, I mean, we're going to face adversity uh, on the road every time, so we just got to be prepared for that. and um, just We just got to be able to fight for each other and just know that situations like that happen and, you know, yeah, just to fight for each other. 
What are you kind of expecting to see from uh, ASU Saturday afternoon in, in the nice hot weather? For uh, you? I mean, we expect a lot of zone. Um, yeah, it's going to be hot, but, you know, we're going to hydrate good and it'll be a good game. Did you hear from your uh, teammates when you kind of ran over a Bruin to score last Saturday or Friday? Uh, nah, you know, we were just focused on the next play. And, um, you know, as soon as that play was over, we did the two-point and then um, – we went to the sideline and started talking about plays for the next drive. So, yeah. You get to enjoy it that much. Nah. <laughs> What'd you take away from the success that you had against their defense? Um, just being able to identify coverages. Um, you know, UCLA threw a lot of defense or a lot of zone at us, and you know it was kind of tricky to be able to just find the zones and see what they're running. So, just being more savvy in that type of area. Do you think this especially sets you up for Arizona State for what they provide? Oh yeah, especially. Um, just because of the zone and the way they run their defense, it's kind of similar in a way, so, yeah. Is there, a, is there any way that you specifically like to attack that now that you've had one game under your belt? Um, I just got to see the nickels leverage, and, you know, usually the nickel leverage and the corners leverage, uh, you know, that's how you see the defense, so, yeah. There seems at times where it's almost like a switch where the offense just clicks and you guys just look unstoppable, like, when that pass was completed to Wayne, mm-hmm. you know, and he took it 30 yards, it just kind of seemed like an igniter. What's it like when that? I mean, you know, am I wrong? It, it's almost like a switch. Um, I mean, that's just Coach Grubb at his finest. Um, he just knows what to call in certain situations, and you know, we need we we need momentum plays like that. So you know, when we're able to click and gain momentum, we're going to keep going and use that. But there are, are there times during the game where you're more confident than others? Um, nah, we really have the same confidence all game. There's really never no highs or lows. We really just stay the same course the whole time. So, yeah. Jackson Kirkland. All of a sudden, you know, we didn't know because we don't come out here every day. But uh, how, how was it presented to you and, and what day did it happen? And, and yeah. Break it down. Just going into the UCLA week last week, I sat down with uh, Coach Huff and Coach DeBoer. And they just thought it was the best move. I mean, my background, obviously, I played two years at guard here. That's what I started out with. I feel like I can step back in whenever and play that position. And I think it speaks to my versatility and only helps me when I go to the second level to show that I I can do both. But it was more of a thing of just getting assimilated back because I'm still trying to get my wind under me and because I didn't really have a camp because I was sitting out. But So they just thought it was the best for the offense, and I was fired up about it. Pulling at guard, pulling at tackle, what's the difference? <laughs> you know, that's that's actually the same, and it's nice that I, when we played Stanford and I was at left tackle, I got a couple reps of pulling, so when I was at guard, it was the same thing. Left guard, left tackle, same stance. So, so knowing what you know, a team player you are, still, if you go talk to a whole bunch of linemen, they go, well, hey, tackle, left tackle, especially is the money position. That's where I'm going to make my millions <laughs> later on. Did that even cross your mind when you're switching positions, at least for, for this yeah, with something like that, you kind of got to check your ego out the door as much. I mean, I played left tackle for two years, but deep down, I really loved guard too. So I was fired up with the opportunity. And like I said, I think I just want to play. And I think every alignment would say the same thing. So no, it wasn't that big of a deal. Is center the only position on the offensive line you haven't played? Yeah, no. I mean, I think if you put a ball in my hand, I could pull it off for sure. Have you asked? <laughs> no, I haven't asked. We haven't gotten there yet. Well, what did your dad think when he heard your back playing his position again? Oh, yeah. He loved it, obviously. I mean, he can relate to that more. I like to joke around with him. He doesn't really have a tackle body. He's a lot shorter than I am. So uh, he, he was totally fired up. Jackson, I'm curious, uh, in terms of physically coming back and being a couple weeks back now, 
Do you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm all the way back. How are you feeling physically right now? Yes, we're getting there for sure. The, the Stanford game, I knew the first couple games were obviously going to be tough because I just haven't gotten those reps during practice. And there's only so many ways you can simulate football conditioning. And that UCLA game was a great opportunity for me because we had some long drives there in the second half. And I think we had a total of 85 plays, which is above average. And yeah, like I said, that just helped get my win back. I think you probably answered this, but just what was the reaction with the with the position change when they when they kind of asked you about it? Yeah, like I said, I mean, I just want to do what's best for the team and coach DeBoer. I mean, they know I can do a great job at tackle, but they also know I can do an awesome job at guard too. So I was totally fired up. I, I felt right back at home. I, I like being inside too. I can be more of a mauler inside yeah. because it's, I really define that as the trenches. The inside is it gets a little softer sometimes on the outside. I, I felt good, you know, throwing some bodies around in there. So did this you, just happened the day after the Stanford game where they said, you're, you're, we're going to try you a guard? Yep, exactly, totally. And I think it speaks to to the versatility of the offensive line as well because you have Troy doing the same thing. I mean, we just totally flip-flopped. And you can maybe see down the road us switching back over again. I mean, and that's a luxury that we have in our group. Did, Could you, you, and him, did you and him talk about it at all that you were flipping positions? Yeah, for sure we did. And as soon as we got the word, I mean, we just got to work. We're like, okay, like I'm talking to him about – what I'm feeling out there, what I'm seeing, and now I'm like, okay, hey, Troy, what was it like, you know, inside on these type of plays? It was great. We were kind of just giving each other feedback. Is there a scenario during a series that you guys could flop? Hey, man, you never know. That'd, that'd be pretty cool, but I don't know if we're going to try something out like that yet. Did you get a crush play against UCLA? What do you, what do you mean by crush play? Like? Just, I know you like them all, guys. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, I think there's, there's a couple that stand out. I mean, that's the great thing about guard is that you're uncovered sometimes, so we call it finding work. That's where I get to clean up a guy who's tied up with the center or vice versa of the tackle, and there are opportunities for that for sure, and that was fun. We talked to um, uh, Bruner last week, and he said that he was taking dance 101, 100, and you're in it, mm -hmm. Carson and Demo. Is there any film available? Yeah, you know, thankfully the, the film is private and you put it on YouTube, but it can only be accessed with your password and stuff. So thank God that that's a thing because I don't know. I don't know if I want that getting out yet. Can we get it? Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe you have to ask nicely down, <laughs> down the road. Yeah. How are you as a dancer? I think I'm pretty solid. I, I think the, the feet uh, that I have on the field translate over to the dance world. It depends on the type of music, but no, I, I think it translates well. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Yeah, I, I'm just curious, when you came out for fall camp, you were here for three days, and I know you're brand new, not really probably in great shape, and on the third day you walked out of here with trainers behind you. What was the breaking point there that made you leave the field? You know, I definitely did too much, and that's a tough thing about being a competitor. It was I was cleared exactly at six months from the ankle from the ankle surgery, and literally six months was August 1st. I think we started camp on the 3rd or something. And I'm just like, oh, I feel great. I'm going to go, you know, just trying to be cavalier and just jump right in. And I should have been smarter and kind of broken myself in slowly. And I just was trying to do it all. And my whole body kind of was just hurting bad. But it was mainly the ankle. It just wasn't ready. So we had to tone it back and be smart. And the great thing was that we had time. And the team killed it those first couple games. And it was, it was a perfect scenario. Are there things about, about playing guard that, that are – easier than playing tackle as far as the working your way back injury wise yeah i would say so they're each have their like pros and cons you're asked to do different things for sure i mean guard you're asked to do more i would say in the run game because you're digging out pretty big defensive tackles and you have to snap off on linebackers where at tackle you're just on ends the whole time but yeah as far as the 
the square feet I have to cover is not as much, and because of how large I am, I just have a good feel of my space in there. I don't have to go as far. Coach said you were lineman of the week. You know, after film review, how do you think you graded out? I think I graded out good. I mean, I think there's also stuff to work on. Like I said, it was only my second game and my second full game too. The um, I just think the offense though has to do better. I mean, it was really bittersweet because. I'm proud of myself on the fact and with the help of the offense and teammates of being able to get that recognition. But with a loss, it's just kind of like you're just focused on that and you just know you got a lot to work on there and just getting back to work. You guys were down on the goal line um, on the six, and Grubb said the Bruins got into Penix's face, and all of a sudden you see Fatano and Rosengarten in the middle of something, and it led to an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. What did you see? I mean, were the guys trying to enforce protect their quarterback but maybe got a little overboard yeah totally and I, I ran over there too late I mean anytime you see something like that like as an offensive lineman I mean Mike's our guy and we got to protect him I mean it's family back there so yeah of course we're going to stick up for him unfortunately it's always the second guy that comes in on a penalty who shoves or something I, I couldn't really see what the UCLA guys were doing but I know it was a situation where we had to protect Mike can't do stuff like that but yeah it was just unfortunate I thought it was kind of admirable that Rosengarten just threw the guy down. He's a little redshirt freshman. And yeah, I mean, you love to see it if it wasn't a penalty, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. Time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Definitely that was cooked. That's why, you know, I mean, of course, I mean, sometimes we can see injuries and, I mean, the, the yards eventually do stack up, but, I mean, it's... I mean, it helps out the safeties a lot because we can be more involved in the run fit. The, the outside is locked down. We can just come in and add to the run fit, set the run down. And, and that's what we've shown. We've shown we were able to stop the run, but definitely need to tighten up on our end coverage. Yeah, Alex, how difficult was it to, to come back and watch that tape and just kind of see all the things that you probably already had planned for, prepared for, and just saw the breakdowns? Yeah, it absolutely sucked. Uh, you know, you have in the back of your head, like, what you already – you have – for me, it was I had a whole list of the things I messed up on before I even turned on the tape. And then when I watched the tape, I was like, all right, here it is. I'm just so angry at myself. And then you watch it with the coaches. And they're telling you the same things you already have in the back of your head. And, you know, 
you know, you just got to take it, take it to the chin, take it like a man. Yeah. Uh, don't take it personal. Uh, just get coached and correct it. That's all there is to it. No, knowing that that's coming, how is that flight back home? Oh, yeah. Definitely hard to sleep. And I was just telling Coach Morrell, I couldn't sleep at all when we got, when we landed. I mean, we landed at probably, I probably got home around 5 a.m. Yeah. And I probably didn't go to bed till 12. Like, yeah, in the back of my head, I was just reminiscing of all the plays I messed up on, all the plays I could have made. And, and that was tough, definitely tough getting off that flight and going going back on. Coach DeBoer said yesterday that he was really impressed with how quickly you guys wanted to come back and really kind of erase that thought and yeah. just kind of really jump kind of jump back on the horse. Yeah. So it sounds like you weren't maybe probably even the only one that was feeling that yeah, way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we turned the table really quick. I feel like a lot of what happened on Saturday was not in our DNA by any means. We've never showed that... I don't even know what you call it, the weakness or just lack of communication, missing plays. We never showed that, even in practice. And so we, as we rallied the team together, we're like, all right, we're going to go ahead and get, get this, get all these, all these problems corrected, get all these things fixed, and then we're going to move on. We're not going to think about it. We're not going to hang up. And Coach DeBoer, Coach DeBoer said, it, said it well. He said, don't let UCLA beat you twice. Right. So... So after you, you finish the film, get your get your corrections, that's all there is to it. We're on to the next. And and obviously you don't have your, your running mate there in Asa next to you, but how 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 long or, or is it still kind of forming the, the relationship with Cam Fab and, and yeah. how that's working on the field? I mean, Cam Fab, he's that's my dog. I mean me and Asa and Fab, we're like kinda of like the three musketeers a little bit. Okay. And, I mean me and Fab are just as close as, as uh, me and Asa are and I mean, there wasn't much, uh, how would you put this? There wasn't much that needed to be done in order to improve our relationship and, like, like play together. I mean, as soon as he stepped up, I mean, we hit it off right away. So yeah. it, was, it wasn't much of a transition. But for him, having to go back from Husky to safety, yeah. was that, has that been a little definitely, rougher? Definitely, yeah, it was definitely a struggle his first week. But, you know, we stayed, we, we put in a bunch of hours before and after practice and we were able to ever get him dialed in so yeah. yeah i mean he's he did a very fantastic job of transitioning i was gonna say one of the things that coaches always talk about with him is how smart he is yeah and how quickly he can kind of adapt to whatever role he's being asked to do is that I mean, yeah, what you're yeah. seeing i mean he played a lot last year he was definitely a high iq guy um shoot you mean fab beat me out last year like this is he's a true baller Fab, Fab knows his stuff. He's very talented, and when he made the switch to safety, it was just just another day, another day on the field. It's curious when you watch the film of ASU. How much of UCLA are you seeing in them in terms of the skill guys that you're going to be going up against? Yeah, they're a lot. They do a lot of condensed stuff. Uh, definitely have a lot of skill players, just like UCLA. Um, I would say the biggest similarity between the two is the quarterback. Very mobile. Very mobile guys. Um, very very physical running backs as well as, as we've seen in UCLA and um yeah I mean I'm just trying not to think about UCLA just trying to move on but yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely a lot of similarities <laughs> 24 hours 24, 24 hour, hour rules tough to, tough to tough to follow tough to follow though. definitely yeah a lot of people have talked about how, how consistent coach DeBoer is since personality and way it's the first time you guys have, have seen him after a loss was how would you kind of describe the way the way he responded to it, the way he yeah. talked with you guys I mean, about the things it. he preaches in team meetings about, you know, hitting adversity and just moving on, being one and zero mindset. 
that that's I mean it felt like a team meeting once once he rallied everybody together I was like dang he's just really repeating everything he was saying and it's kind of coming to life and it's kind of cool to see because I mean second half I mean we gave up a touchdown the first drive but I want to say midway through the third quarter and the rest of the game they didn't score and that and we just had we just remember like want to know got to be want to know don't think don't look at the score just move on and just play like play like a zero zero and kind of things he's been preaching and we just rallied around that that one and no mindset when you when you talk about it from game to game sometimes do you guys even break it down like half to half or quarter to quarter yeah definitely um definitely finish finish start fast <laughs> start fast win the middle eight that's the last four minutes before half and the first four minutes of the second half and finish finish the game finish the fourth quarter and you know those things are crucial i mean if you start fast i mean you have a better chance of winning the game I mean, obviously ucla started really really fast on us and, and we were digging ourselves out of a hole the entire game so you know advantage them when they finish finish first and then win the middle eight we lost the middle eight uh, i think we always keep score of what the middle eight is or what the middle eight was and i think it was 10 to 0 okay. in the middle eight so you know they got that field goal at the end and then first half they start out scoring so 10 10 0 and you know really emphasize that if we don't win the middle eight man it's gonna be hard to win the game and then finishing finishing is everything i feel like we finished really really good but we didn't finish fast and we definitely didn't win the middle eight so you know jordan perryman what's the word what's up hey, are, you, are you gonna are you getting healthy oh yeah i'm feeling a lot better uh just gotta go and do my rehab every day and on practice. I know you're not supposed to talk about injuries, but I saw you grab the back of your thigh when you got hurt in the opener. Oh, um, wasn't it wasn't the back of there, but you know, it's this is a muscle of some kind. Yeah, a little owie, but I'm a lot better now. Yeah. Lots of talk on social media about playing on grass and it making a difference. You had it at UCLA, you got it this coming weekend. Does it matter? Um, I haven't really noticed the difference. I mean grass is wet you might slip a little more but i haven't noticed a difference Probably at all be wet this weekend. yeah <laughs> it's gonna be pretty hot out there so have you been injured much before is this a first kind of first time for you during a season uh i mean i hurt my shoulder once but it was more like a one game sit out and i was back so i have never really went through something like this where i had to sit out a couple games and get ready to go how did it feel friday just getting back out there for the first time running around um it was different. I mean, I sat out three weeks, but I mean, it felt good to get out there with my team and go compete. And, and you didn't last long on Saturday, from what I could tell. Just leg wasn't loose. Um, I wouldn't say that. It was just more like we were down a bunch. So, what is the point of me standing and re-aggravating my injury? That. How would you just kind of describe where you guys are at right now as a secondary through these first five games? Uh. I mean, we have all the confidence in the world, but it's just we're, we're down so many guys right now, so we're just working to get back to what we were doing before all this happened. So. What were some of those things you, you saw Friday watching the tape that, that are kind of priorities to clean up this week? Um, I mean, they, they watched film just like us, and they attacked all the things that we were doing bad or that we put on tape in the previous weeks. And uh, I'd say we have to get better at our eyes, um, finishing plays, tackling, and, and all around. We just got to do a lot, a lot better job. Nick, what, 
Defense is a lot of man coverage, right? What, what is the challenge when you're, you're playing as much man as you guys do? Um, I would just say your stamina, just staying, being able to line up each play and the, you do your technique. But I mean, I, it's what I like to do. So, I mean, it's pretty good for me. Yeah, Javion Green. Javion, just, uh, just tell me about the, just in short, what it's been like to come from Houston to Seattle. Um, I just think the biggest change is definitely the weather change. <laughs> I mean, for me, of course, it's hotter in Houston. But here, I think the coaches, uh, when they came down to visit me, they were very honest, you know. They wanted to be like a family when I got here, and that's exactly what it's been. I mean, I know, for for example, Coach Juice, you come in his office at any time. The trainers come in at any time. Not to just talk about football, just, you know, father figures and just talk about life in general. So it's been good. So the 1 o'clock game in Arizona this weekend, mm-hmm. right up your alley, right? Yeah. It should be pretty good. I think I should have some family coming out, you know, closer to home a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, I think we should execute the game plan. In, in terms of the weather and stuff like that, though, a little more what you're used to. Yeah, I think I think naturally your body adjusts to the Seattle weather. So yeah. it should be a difference, you know, get a little taste of home. But the, I don't think that he would affect us. You know, our nutrition is put in position. You know, we're very, today, we're hydrating a lot. So I think it should be good. Now, I know everyone wants to, when they when they come in first year, they want to come in and make an impact and do those kinds of things. Most most of the time, the reality sets in and, like, look at all the guys in front of me. But you've been thrown right in the mix, and you've responded well. Um, is this exactly what you thought it was going to be like? Um, I didn't really have any expectations coming to college. I know how hard it is to play at the Division One level, especially as a freshman. I just put my trust in the coaches, and they put me in a position to where they think I'm successful. That's all that is. How did your recruitment go? I, you know, I just look at some of those profiles, and it, and it didn't look like um, you were getting a lot of recruits uh, recruiting. Did, did the Huskies just come in quick and kind of end it all? Um, I think my recruiting for me was kind of up and down. I would say a lot of interest from certain schools. But, you know, certain schools didn't want to take a chance from the, the move from safety to corner my senior year and things like that. But I think as soon as the Huskies came down, you know, they introduced – because. You know, I went to other schools too, but I think this was the right spot for me. And overall, I think it's been pretty good. You think maybe they missed you a little bit? Uh, as far as recruiting or yeah, here? Being a Texas cornerback, that uh, um, it's a lot of ballers in Texas. I mean, that's the that's the open deal about it. I mean, I'm just grateful to be here. You know, recruiting is kind of behind me at this point. I just think, you know, just moving forward, I just got to prove to everyone what they. I could say they missed, but maybe it was just a blessing to be here. Was there any? Uh, reluctance to come north, uh, northwest. I mean, it's a long way to go to play college football. Um, no, it's actually no reluctance. I told the coaches when they came up there to recruit me. I told them the day he offered me, I was going to commit. And actually, I committed the day he offered me. And when I came up here for a visit, and I posted after my visit, but I was already committed in my head at that point. What, is, what are some of the skills you need to be really good at to? to play corner in this this particular defense, this scheme that you guys run? You got to be a baller. You got to play with confidence. You got to, you know, you got to be able to play man. You got to be able to win your one-on-ones. I think that's a lot of it, you know. You got to come in with the mindset that your opponent, your wide receiver, whoever tight end, whoever you're guarding, is not going to win. That's what that's what Dog D is about, you know. That's what Death Row is about, about, you know, taking the air out of your opponent and just killing them every single play. What are the keys to, to being really good in, in man? Uh, I just think here, just be physical, play with your eyes first, then move your feet. And I just think, honestly, if you play with your eyes, I think that your eyes will tell you everything you need to know. So, you know, you just trust what you see and just go with it. I was curious also, um, Javion, 
when you look at the film of the of ASU, mm-hmm. how similar are they to the team that you just played in UCLA in terms of the athletic I mean, quarterback they, they and skill guys? Yeah, and, they definitely have dudes. I mean, of course, we played Bobo last week, and we played DTR. They have some guys over there. Uh, I'm not sure what his name is, number two. They have a good quarterback over there, a Florida transfer. So I think it's a lot of similarities. Okay. I just think we have a you know a good game plan this week. As, as we did last week, I just think the execution on the player's part is going to be a little bit better. And, and how difficult is that to, to maybe, I know you guys, they have that idea where you, you fess it and you fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you kind of figure out what went wrong. And did, did you guys kind of know right away kind of what went wrong, or did you actually have to see it on film to kind of realize it? Um, I think you could definitely tell. I just think we just, you know, we didn't execute as we should be, you know. And that's on everybody. I, that's on me, including me. I just think we just need a little bit more fire. I think not all losses are bad losses. I mean, I'm pretty glad it's early in the season where we can correct the losses, you know, move on to a Pac-12 championship with this team because we have a really good team this year, really good offense, explosive offense. And I think we have a really good defense. I just think uh, last week we didn't really put it together as we should. And this week I think we should have great improvement. Do you think the timing of going back on the road is beneficial given what happened in UCLA? Um, I mean, we could argue that they had a bye week. We had three three days, four days to prepare. I mean, we could argue all the you know statistics and stuff, but at the end of the day, I just think we got to be a better ball club, you know. I don't think they're – I mean, they're a pretty good squad over there. I know we're a pretty good squad over here. But, of course, I'm going to take my brothers every time. So I just think, you know, we just got out there and play our best plus game. I don't think that was our best game by but far. Going back and being road dogs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe just kind of going that and just kind of trying to get that taste out of your mouth. Do you mm-hmm. think that's – is that something that you guys are going to try to do? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, first game away, new coach staff, new players, everything. Of course, it was different. It yeah. felt different. However, we got it behind us, you know, on to the next week, on to the next week. I just think we have more and more and more and more wins, you know, get the Husky fans more involved, you know, the tradition of Husky football. We're going to bring it back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.